everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, uh, Mike Johnson is, uh, he's a gift. Is a shitbag. <laughs> Just is that what you're gonna say? Keeps on giving, Dan. As more oh. and more details come out about this 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 guy, we're gonna be uh, getting into uh, his uh, porn tracker oh that God. he's used. I hope we're not actually getting uh, into it. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I yeah. I want to know nothing about what that man is into. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, his 17 year old son knows what he's into. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> so Cause that's... he's the, uh, he's the one who's manning the other side of the tracker. So isn't oh, that man. cool? Um, and appropriate and very, very uh, appropriate. Yeah, so everything's going very well. We'll get into what covenant eyes is. That's the name of the tracker and yeah. what it's tracking and, uh, how, how sick the whole thing is. Uh, but first we have some news. To, to, yeah, to talk the, about stuff that happened this week um, a new or two <laughs> um and uh this is breaking news here from uh, utah dan oh my uh, i've been there so as you know dan it gets cold here in the winter mm. right uh and as you are probably also aware uh we have um a, a large homeless population we do. Um, as uh, many, many cities and areas of the United States have currently. Um, yeah. and it's, We allow that for some reason. Yeah. We are, we, uh, that's okay with us for some reason. I'm not sure why, but. Totally bizarre. But every winter we get concerned that maybe the, 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 the unhoused might, might be a little cold. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, with, with good Wait, reason. Because it gets freezing. Concerned enough to do something? Concerned enough just for winter <laughs> to do something about it. And uh, up here in, in Salt Lake, um, we've, been, we've been addressing this issue for quite some time. But Utah County, Dan, that's where, where Provo, Provo is. is and uh, that's where BYU is, Brigham Young University. Um, it's it's very Mormon, much Mormoner than super duper duper Mormon. It's about, it's a County with about 700,000 people. And, uh, for the very first time they are actually going to be officially operating, um, (laughs) warming centers for, uh, the unhoused. Oh, good. Not, not, not housing. No, 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 no. Let's not get crazy here. Let's not actually, (laughs) actually solve any problems aside from, you know, like it, it is nice to know that there is a line and freezing yeah. to death apparently is that line. No, that's um, not the line. The line is Mormons feeling bad because they have to see someone f- who's freezing. Well, if that were the case, Dan, this story wouldn't read exactly the way that it does, which is okay. Um, they are going to be using churches as the sheltering places. However, the Mormon church is not involved. The Mormon church has refused to let their (laughs) facilities be used as warming centers. And instead, it's the Provo Adventist Community Center, the Genesis Project Church, and Provo Community Church that have all agreed to pitch in, offer their (laughs) gyms, right, uh, as a, a, a place to keep warm. 
Uh, they will be stocked with uh, cots and blankets and uh, snacks. Not like this isn't for like full on meals. Uh, they'll be open between the hours of 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. Um, and uh, at which point uh, anybody who stayed the night there will be provided with um, a bus token um, okay. that they can uh, please leave. Please leave. Well, um, there's a, a sort of a, a food uh, facility uh, okay, that, yeah. that where people can go get meals um, that they recommend that, that they go to um, because then, you know, now they've yeah. they've survived the cold night. <clears throat> yeah. Now go get some food um, or they can take they can use it for whatever um, they <laughs> and this is an actual real phenomenon out there. People, if you're not aware of this. They can also take the bus to go to work because that is the yeah. state of things in the United States where yeah, you can, you, you can, can be, be employed. employed and be like, yeah, like working hard. Yeah. And also yeah. experience homelessness, yeah. which I think is fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fun little treat that we do yep. here. Yeah. And so, I mean the whole, so the thing we, we said it, Utah County is very Mormon. It is very, 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 very mormon right i can think of at least two places in utah county where there is a mormon church less than a block from another mormon church oh i drove past two that were like next door to each other <laughs> they're they're right there <laughs> like literally yeah. they have more meeting houses than they know what to do with yeah but they i'll tell you what they know not to do and that is help people who need help yeah. way more than anybody like those. And by the way, those meeting houses are kept warm all day, every day. Yeah, that's probably true. Right. And, uh, the, 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 the Mormon church is going to be pitching in with, um, provide, they're going to be, be providing some funds. The Lord knows oh. they have plenty of it. Um, to like, uh, help supply things like cots and toiletries and cleaning products and whatnot. Um, saints, those (laughs) angels. (laughs) I know. I don't know how true this is, but last night we were kind of talking about this with some friends and they said that the church had in the past up here in Salt Lake County allowed their facilities to be used as warming centers. Um, but that they had heard that they had like pulled that. That like well, they, they, they learned they, their lesson. They, learned, they totally learned their lesson, and so they're not involved with that kind of charity anymore. They, they are just sorry, guys. I mean, gotta, it's not like, like I mean, it's not like there's a mandate somehow, <laughs> some sort of mandate from <laughs> some important figure in the religion ah, yeah. that says that the most important thing they could possibly do is to take care of the people who are in yeah. need and honest to God, like if they didn't want their churches, their actual facilities used as, you know, for worship and whatnot to be used as warming centers, Lord knows they've got the money. They could just build it and just staff build it. a whole bunch of them. Yeah. They could just do like, it. They could, they could build the houses needed, uh, to solve homelessness. Probably not just in Utah, but probably the whole country. Imagine the PR value of that. Oh, they could do the whole country no problem. <laughs> What's the they sum? Could do it- 100 billion? Is that what it is? More than that. Oh. They could they could do the whole country and like 
sort of laugh it off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, fuck the Mormons. Uh, here's another one. I'm oh. gonna. We're just gonna stick oh, with Mormons, but okay, we are gonna good. go south of Utah's border down to Arizona, where you and I have reported on this case. Mm. the The case of uh, of of Paul Adams, who uh, horrifically and uh, trigger warning. Uh, this this is going to involve sexual abuse of children, so you can fast forward if you need to. Paul Adams sexually abused his kids, uh, his his daughter, and he reported it to his Mormon bishop mm-hmm. in in whatever the Mormon version of confession is, because they don't have an official confession, but you are supposed to go and tell your bishop your sins or whatever. So I guess it's confession. Anyway, uh, the kid, you know, he's now, he, he was charged criminally and whatever, eventually years 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 after the fact so these kids were abused for mm. decades mm-hmm. yeah uh and the church did nothing yeah it's a really disgusting story so the kids sued the church yeah. and a judge has now an arizona judge has dismissed the case completely <sighs> uh the literally summary judgment full dismissing because and this is probably true uh because it was confessed within the confines of uh of a confession to a priest <sighs> to a, you know to a to a clergy person yeah uh that it that is an exception in the mandatory reporting laws in Arizona and so the church and the church, of course, crowed about it. Uh, they they basically said uh, that they were very pleased with this outcome, and that they they're very happy that to know that they acted within the you know con, within a, in a manner consistent with uh, Arizona law, which is like yes, mm. maybe you were consistent with Arizona law. And completely inconsistent with any form of morality yeah. or ethics yeah. that could possibly exist. Yeah. Well, this, this this story involved their hotline, right? The, the the well, yeah. I mean, it it did bring to light the fact that the bishop could would have called the Mormon hotline. Not this isn't a hotline for victims, right? <laughs> No, because the person who picks up is a lawyer. It's not somebody in psych. It's not like a somebody who's trained in social work or whatnot. Who's like, oh gosh, yeah. How how do we? It's not someone who's like, how do we protect a victim? Right. No, it goes to a lawyer who's like, how do we protect the church? How do we protect the organization? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Well, it looks like it worked, Dan. And it worked. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They are. They. You know their their law firm Kirkland McConkey mm-hmm. is uh, is is going strong, keeping the church protected, <laughs> and uh, and doing its job. So congratulations to the Mormon Church. Uh, once again, two stories in a row where you complied with law and turned out to be total shitbags. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's awful. Oh shit, Dan. Um yeah. all right. Well, here's one that um it's this is one of this is an amazing story because it's both wildly good news 
and horribly depressing at the same time. Um, oh, well, that's fun. Which is you're, the thing that you're about to do to <laughs> us. The United States has passed uh, a benchmark of sorts. Um, oh. a very exciting one, which is um, it's about the level of acceptance um, of the of evolution as sort of a, a scientific fact, right? That, that this is how the, the, oh, hum, the human beings, uh, let's see, uh, quote, uh, where was it? Uh, human beings, as we know them today, developed from earlier species of animals. That was the question that was asked, or they, you were asked to, to say whether you agreed with it or not. To, to weigh in on right. that, this because little, weighing in this is a thing that survey. people should do. Yeah, the, 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 the They've been doing uh, since 1985, I believe. Uh, nonetheless, right. um, and we've a, a wonderful, wonderful benchmark, Dan. Uh, okay. Finally, um, more than half of Americans believe in evolution. Oh my God, we did it! <laughs> we did it, everybody! Congratulations! I, I, I was like, oh great, that's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, this article, wow. uh, let's see, it says from uh, 1985 to 2010, uh, there was a statistical dead heat, the article says, uh, between acceptance and rejection of evolution. Um, uh. But uh, let's see, uh, after 2010, uh, acceptance of evolution has surged uh, and has become the majority position since uh, 2016. At fifty-two percent um, <laughs> of uh, respondents who accept uh, evolution, thirty-six uh, reject it. I, I, the The scientific community's level acceptance of evolution is ninety-eight percent. Um, Good thing it's not a hundred. <laughs> then that would be confusing to all the people. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the statement was human beings, as we know them today, developed from earlier species of animals and people were asked whether they accepted, rejected, or didn't know, or weren't sure. How I want to know how many people say that they didn't know, because I, I gotta say, I find that to be a far more acceptable position. I guess it would be if you add up accepted and rejected, you get 88%. So 12% of the population... Is, 12 is way too high. It's is just, mm, I don't know. I, uh, well, Do, you guys keep arguing about it, and I didn't <laughs> pay attention in science, so I it doesn't seem like we can know. Um, and uh, the article kind of uh, delves into the question of like, what happened? Why, what, why 2010? Sure. Why, why these last 13 years have we seen this strong... Um, movement upward in, in these numbers. Yeah. So the, one of the things that they uh, feel is the strongest factor is obviously a person's level of education uh, sure. and the proportion of Americans with a college degree uh, basically doubled between 1988 and 2018. Oh, wow. um, there's also, and this is a really interesting one, and it has to do with the education of our uh, high school um, biology teachers and middle school science teachers, which is uh, both of those groups were more likely to teach evolution as a matter of scientific consensus 
if they had studied evolution themselves at the college level. Right. Which makes total sense, right? That's not yeah. surprising. But when you think about when you think about sort of maybe the some lag time that has existed uh in the education system where you had older teachers who were still out there teaching uh or or unsure about it presenting the controversy yeah exactly (laughs) um and that's probably that number of teachers has obviously gone down and then uh let's see they looked at they kind of broke the numbers down uh political by by political lines which is interesting Uh, in let's see 2009 uh 54% of republicans and 64% of democrats accepted human evolution and however in 2019 so 10 years later uh 34% of conservative republicans accepted evolution compared to 83% of liberal democrats so wait i'm sorry i i missed it did that go that did went the, the right direction yeah there, so the, it, on it, both went, ends of it it went no 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 the republicans dropped from in the yeah. 50s down into the 30s and democrats yeah, that's went what I was, in the 60s up into the 80s And you know, do you want to know why? Because they literally just have to be against whatever the the Democrats are for. Yeah, I mean, it also has to do with the fact that Republicans are more religious. I mean, and homeschooling their kids, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Well, they 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 ask the sort of the the normal questions about um, attendance at religious services in a typical week. How often do you pray? Those kind of things. Also, they ask them to to agree, disagree, whatever with the statement, we depend too much on science and not enough on faith in order Mm. to sort of parse out and find and, 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 and try to figure out who was religiously sort of a religious fundamentalist, right? Who was fucking us the most. Um, In 2019, only 32% of those who scored the highest on the scale of religious fundamentalism accepted evolution as opposed to 54% of the whole sample and 91% of those who scored the lowest on the scale. Um, but they're saying, uh, but that number has actually that 32%. That's a, a big increase. Uh, 1988, only 8% of religious fundamentals accepted evolution. Right. So the evolution uh, ex- acceptance is on the rise in almost every group except for Republicans for some reason. Um, Shocking. <laughs> We're all shocked by this. So yeah, and they actually, of course, they're optimistic about the future uh, as uh, this was from a scientific um, organization that looked into this. So of course they're, they're, they're excited about these numbers. But they they think there's good reason to believe that these numbers will continue to go up. So that's that's really good. America is making uh, significant strides, hopefully, but probably not in time uh, <laughs> to save the country and maybe hopefully and the world. You know, you know. <laughs> listen, listen. By the 300th anniversary of the origin of the species being released, we'll have we'll be in the 60 percent. Believer range. <laughs> when is that? Is that coming up soon? No, it's hundreds of years. I don't know. I mean, that was, was that came out the origin in, of the species, like, like some somewhere in the the eighteen hundreds. Okay, yeah. So okay, origin of species. 
1859. Yes, yes, pedants, we know that it's on the origin of species. Just it's it's shorthand. <laughs> 1859. So okay. coming up on the 200th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So by the 300th, I think we should be good. <laughs> okay. I, is, is oh, there you I'm go. At. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to take us now to India. Oh, good. Where, uh, where, because, you know, our country is not the only country that's being run by insane uh, nationalists, mm. re- religious nationalists. But their brand is fun because their brand is Hindu nationalism on, under the direction of Prime Minister Narendra Modi. And it's just as shitty as Christian nationalism, but it's different. It looks different. Uh, one of the things that they're doing. So as you as you may or may not know, if you know anything about recent uh, Indian history, and I mean in the past few years, you may know that in 2019, uh, Modi's government in New Delhi sort of there were the the, the area of Kashmir mm. ha, has long been a disputed area with both Pakistan and India sort of claiming it. Well, they and want so, the sweaters. The sweaters are epic. They are. Those goats, man. Uh, Anyway, uh, the the Kashmiris have sort of operated in this semi-autonomous way under the, you know, the sort of umbrella of India. Mm. But they are uh, largely not Hindu. They are largely uh, Muslim. Mm. Well, that doesn't work. The so Modi basically took over, took away their semi-autonomy, and uh, and sort of, you know, stopped doing things like civil liberties and you know freedom of the press that sort of thing. Uh, largely, <laughs> Who needs that? they they really cut that back. It was getting annoying. I think is the problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, a new problem has cropped up in the Kashmir region, which is that the Muslims there would like to show their solidarity with uh, the Muslims of Gaza. Hmm. Okay. Uh, No. (laughs) The answer is no. Uh, You are not allowed, says Hmm. Modi and his government. Uh, They have decided to ban all protests in support of the Palestinians. Uh, That's interesting. In, in, and basically, and they've, they've asked the uh, the imams of Ka- of Kashmir not to discuss it uh, over the pulpit. <laughs> Please do not discuss so, this. Um, so things are going great there too. Wow, things are going real good. Uh, the uh, the natural freedoms that should be enjoyed by everyone are being uh, curbed in the way that only nationalism, uh, religious nationalism, can do well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would like to know more about that situation. That's Hindu that's, nationalism. No, in, like, in yeah, just know the banning of like why, why they're concerned about um, support for Palestinians. Well, basically, anytime anybody uh, protests in Kashmir. It reflects, of course, on New Delhi. It, it okay. reflects on Modi's uh, things. And they don't want anything that could turn into 
you know, also, you know, so if, you start if, with you start with we support, you know, the the Palestinians, and then somebody gets up in front of a microphone and says, oh, and also. Probably Modi should stop fucking shitting on us and like. Okay, know, it's losing control the of the. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. So okay, fun stuff. So much fun. All right, Dan. Um, the yeah. Catholic Church, Dan. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I know. But they uh, they're coming out with something that is um, befuddling. Okay. Um, they uh this last week the vatican's doctrinal office in response to some questions from a brazilian bishop issued some guidance about uh the roles that transgender people can uh play in the catholic church uh for example uh they've declared that um transgender people can be godparents at Roman Catholic baptisms. Uh, They can uh, be witnesses at religious weddings uh, and they can receive baptism themselves. Really? Yes. So this was questions posed by Bishop Jose Negri of Santo Amaro. He sent in six questions back in July, all about uh, LGBT people and their participation in the sacraments of baptism and matrimony. Three pages of, of the questions and answers uh, were posted to the department's website this last Wednesday. Not getting everything quite right as far as like uh, the language that they were using to talk about uh, the people that they were talking about. Um, but the sentiment is actually very interesting. Uh, Pope Francis, of course, has been trying to make the church more welcoming of the LGBT community. At least he says he is. Um, and yeah, the, he, the, he does talk about yeah, that sometimes. It, it is interesting that he talks about it, but he hasn't really changed any churches like teachings or whatnot. Um, right. But the, the, the sense of it that I'm getting from this article is that basically because the church has sort of been historically maybe hasn't had a lot to say about uh, transgender people and the roles that they could take in the church. There was nothing saying that they couldn't. And that's sure. Right. Because uh, the questions about gay people were far less uh, sort of kind and accepting. (laughs) Yeah. Than the ones about the transgender people, um, yeah. which is which is really interesting. Let's which see. brings up a whole lot of problems because if they find ways of accepting trans people, mm-hmm. and then those trans people, for instance, who have been you know, if a trans person gets baptized into the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and let's say it's a trans man mm-hmm. uh, who who is who is baptized, and then that trans man wants to marry a woman what what does the catholic church have to say about that they yeah i know they're <laughs> they're obviously uh starting to wade into some some areas that could get complicated for them right yeah they're gonna make it complicated 
Um, oh, right. It's super easy for us. <laughs> like the the answers are all these are the easiest answers in the world. But because they have taken <laughs> absurd positions right. on things and can't they have figure to, out like, how to walk them back. No. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But of course, it's not a perfect set of statements, right? Uh, in Shocking. response to questions uh, about whether trans people can be baptized, uh, the official, uh, the doctrinal office said they could, with some conditions, as long as there is, quote, no risk of causing a public scandal or, disor- what? or disorientation among the faithful. <laughs> so then no, then the answer is no. Yeah. Also this one. Uh, it also says that transgender people could be godparents uh, at a baptism at the discretion <laughs> of the local priest, as well as a right. witness at a church wedding. But the local priest could exercise pastoral prudence in right. his decision. Yeah. 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 There it is. There it is. I mean, and also this is this is a a, a a you know a pope really trying desperately to have cake and eat it where it's like yes we want to be very accepting but also there are some priests who hate that mm-hmm. and so that priest doesn't have to right. but everybody ha- but it's mm-hmm. okay but keep it quiet because we don't want to cause a stir yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, they're just, they're trying to thread a needle here. Them. That is Shh, without just, just be qu- yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if they just came out and just said, uh, uh, you know, we recognize everyone is God's children, right? Right. And we welcome them all, and with with open f- arms. And anyone who stands membership. in the way of that is standing against the Vatican. Right. Yeah. They like they could just come out and uh, sort of fully give their support. Apparently, uh, back in July, uh, Francis met with some members of the trans community, and he told one person in attendance, um, "Even if we are sinners, he, meaning God, uh, draws near near to help us. The Lord loves us as we are. This is God's crazy love." Um. <laughs> Great. His crazy Thank love. Uh, Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that a lot. Uh, let's see. The document said that a person in a same-sex relationship could also be a witness in a Catholic wedding, citing... Oh, a gay person A gay can? person can, uh, oh. citing current church canonical legislation, which contained no prohibition against it. See, right. this is that thing. Because, like, because we haven't actually said... No, in the past, we're going to come out and say, yeah, that's the only also, reason. So they're not they're not going through and revising anything. They're not they're not willing to go back and like change anything. Right. Right. They're just sort of saying, well, it doesn't say you can't. Right. We we don't see <laughs> specific reasons why. No, especially since I and this goes back to and we're going to have to talk about this during the, you know, the the listener feedback but sure. uh but this goes back to the thing last week where you and I could not understand why everybody why it was what was it a liturgical horror <laughs> for uh-huh. a, yeah. for a kid to help with the you know with eating the crackers right. with with distributing with cracker distribution <laughs> right 
And now it's, it's like to now it's like, oh my, gay people can literally use their eyes and witness a thing. <laughs> I guess there was also a question um, about whether a child of a same-sex couple could be baptized. Oh my and, god! And uh, the the apparently they can be uh, as long as there is quote a nope. well-founded hope that it could be educated in the Catholic religion. Like they've like I'm sure that's their stance with every child that's. Um, that's being baptized is that, well, mm. we assume, but they feel like they have to like they're <laughs> you don't have to you say, don't have anything. To say it. You don't just have to say, say yes. That, because that's all. If that's already what you expect, then yes. Right. Learn from the Mormons mistake. <laughs> just say you can do it. It's so dumb. You guys are so dumb. Everyone is dumb. All right. Speaking of, uh, Dumb. Here's a story. Okay, we've talked about Sean Feucht. Uh, I will never. I refuse to pronounce his name uh, any differently than that. Uh, who? Uh, this is a. This is a. He's a evangelical MAGA loving, uh, COVID denying mega star. Uh, he's a. He's a. A church. He's a Christian singer. He's a musician. Hmm. Anyway, tragedy stuck re struck recently when Foyk's uh, Honda Pilot was robbed. I mean, it might have been a, a rental. I don't know. But his his guitar, hmm. the window was smashed and his guitar was stolen hmm. from, from the back of his car. Hmm. Uh, which which was very sad. Nobody, he talked yeah. about it on, on Twitter. Nobody wants that to happen. Uh and then, uh, lo and behold, well, I'll, I'll tell the story from his point of view. Uh, as, as sort of Twitter, he presented it on Twitter. Mm. So one day, you know, the, it, the car was broken into. The, the 67 Gallagher guitar, uh, which was a gift from another shitbag pastor, <laughs> was, was, uh, was stolen. Then, this is a tweet. It's a Sunday miracle. I got my guitar back. Oh, wow. It was turned in this morning after being stolen from my car five days ago. Thank you for praying. We're going to celebrate. Uh, he says, it was traded in for dope and then wound up in a pawn shop, and my buddy brought it back for me. Yeah, your prayers really helped with that, I'm sure. Yeah, and then the guy who stole the guitar, they uh, they agreed, well, according to, to Sean... He, he he was wrecked by God's love, which doesn't sound good. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, but you know, his friend was doing street ministry. <laughs> God wrecked. Found the found the guy who stole the guitar mm, somehow, yeah. and then uh, showed him a bunch of videos, and then they invited him to a concert. Oh wow! And they brought him up on stage, and then glory, glory, he gave his life to Jesus and was baptized. <laughs> Because God isn't that a God wrecked him. Isn't that a beautiful story? Uh, and isn't it wildly suspicious and probably not true? Yes, it is wildly suspicious and probably not true. Uh, here's the okay. So, look, as I was reading the story, I was already very suspicious. 
I was suspicious that the whole thing was made up. Apparently not. Apparently this guy actually did break into his car oh, and steal okay. his guitar. But apparently Foyk's uh, friend does minist- ministry with uh, unhoused people in, this is in the uh, Seattle, Tacoma. I don't know, some in the area sort of in that region. I don't have it right in front of me. Anyway, uh, knew where to go and look, found mm. the guy, gave the guy a hundred bucks or something for the guitar, which he would have gotten more from a pawn shop. And, you know, the dude was kind of caught. Right. Uh, so, no, the the literally the guitar never made it to a pawn shop. That was a lie. What? They found the guy. The they Of course, they dragged him up on stage, put a bunch of pressure on him. Uh, he did not want to be on stage. The, he knew he was being used as a, just a prop. God. But, like, the, you know, they said, hey, come to the concert. He came to the concert, and then, like, they drag him up on stage. And then they pressured the fuck out of him to, to get baptized, which he did not want to do, which he initially refused, but they put so much pressure on that he didn't feel like he could refuse. Good God. When, uh, when a reporter tracked him down and said, hey, are you a Christian? He was like, uh, definitely not. Definitely not. But, uh, but yes, they, they did use him very much as a problem. Oh, that's ugly. Uh, and they literally lied their asses off about uh, about what happened with this guy. That's so ugly. So you know, I just like what kind of a world do we live in when we can't trust the pastors to tell the truth about heartwarming <laughs> stories? It's shocking. Uh, I'm sure all of our listeners are just blown away. Yeah, we were we never lived in that world, Dan. No, no, more Mormon leaders never every. T- Tw- never twice a year make up faith promoting stories that are absolutely not true <laughs> with with no at least they don't drag people up as props yeah. but they they always tell stories that aren't true and that are just so suspiciously vague every single time anyway if you would like to tell us your story of uh, a faith leader obviously lying Please feel free to write into us about that or any of the things that we've talked about today. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around, there is more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, we uh, we have some folks write into us and call into us. We did. Uh, so I'll start us off. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from so it's signed "Cheers from Fortaleza, Brazil." I don't know how to actually pronounce that, so that's as close as I'm going to get. Hello, TGIA. <clears throat> First time emailer here. Literally just to say that I was raised Catholic and I still have not a single clue what the hell the liturgical horror was <laughs> in the whole news item uh, with the Italian altar girl. No fucking idea. I do kind of want to watch a horror movie with liturgical horror in its genre tags, though. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. <laughs> liturgical horror should be its own genre the wrong i think it person. is its own genre yeah. i think i think that i mean you know what do you think the exorcist movies are he's not supposed to touch the eucharist 
<laughs> Wait a minute. He's, he said we instead of I baptize you. How long have you been doing that? Ooh. Nobody's baptized. Oh, no. The liturgical horror. The horror. <laughs> Oh, well, we actually, Dan, we got a, a voicemail from somebody who was fairly well informed. It sounds oh, like, um, right. at least it sounded good to me. Um, who can ex- explain who the liturgical explains what was going on? Are you saying, Frank, that we did not uh, <laughs> vigorously fact check this uh, this voicemail? We, uh, yeah, I, I'm. Let's play it with uh, that sort of uh, caveat. It it could be wrong. Who knows? (laughs) But it sounds (laughs) legit, so we're going with it. There we go. Hey, guys. Uh, My name's Michael. I'm a longtime listener. Um, I'm a former Catholic, and I wanted to give you some information about what extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist are. We just used to call them Eucharistic ministers when I was a kid. But you are right in that they are basically just helpers who stand up and help distribute communion at Mass. Uh, So if you don't know too much about a Catholic mass at the uh, at the point in the mass where they hand out communion. It's the wafers and wine. And there are t- usually two separate stations that you go to to receive those. And if there are a lot of people in the mass, um, it's not just the priest. Uh, prior to Vatican II, it was only the priest who could handle communion. So um, if a church had two priests, usually there's a pastor and a parochial vicar. Those are the technical terms for them. Um, they would assist each other during the mass and hand out the communion as they could and didn't have helpers. Uh, and for the most part, uh, they didn't even use their hands. Uh, they would use a tiny little silver spoon that they would dip into a chalice holding all of the like little, they weren't wafers at that point. They were bread cubes and they would literally fling it into your mouth. If you were too tall for the priest, you had to squat down a little bit so that you could angle your mouth right and catch the communion as it came into your mouth. But uh, since Vatican II, parishioners uh, have been able to assist by handing out communion. The basic requirements are pretty simple. You have to be an active Catholic in the church. Uh, you have to have received a certain number of sacraments. I believe it's communion, confirmation, and uh, something else that I'm forgetting. A baptism, of course. And I think you had to be at least 18. So the reason that this might have been scandalous is probably because she she might not have been 18. And also, Italy is currently going through a real conservative wave at the moment. And having girls or women serve in mass is probably more controversial now than it has been in the past because the conservatives are probably emboldened by that. But, yeah, that's that's the general assessment that I think I can give you on that. So, uh, yeah, that's the basics of it. Thanks for listening. Catholic nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thanks, he, Michael. yeah, I mean, he started throwing around Vatican too. And I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah this okay. is, this is legit. This is, this is the answer it's, right here. It's so she's too young to give you a cracker. <laughs> oh, the horror. Can I just say, uh, they, they need to get much more hygienic practices, uh, when it comes to their, their Eucharist, their whatever. Yeah, it is a little, um, a little germy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's downright gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know when you watch it, it's funny because everybody's drinking out of the same chalice thing, yeah. and then and they wipe it. 
Oh. And they keep wiping it wipe. with exactly yeah. the same towel. <laughs> they just keep s- smearing uh, with 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 the germ towel. <laughs> I'm not even a germaphobe, but it kind of it, you know you get a hundred people, and it's like okay, we we maybe this is a bit too far. <laughs> Somebody's got a cold. Well, sore. we grew up with little cups. We, yeah, we got little cup cups of water because the Mormons don't drink the wine. Yeah, and. Uh, it was all very sanitary, except for the 16-year-olds up there preparing the whole thing. You knew. Well, up there breaking bread mm-hmm. by, like, literally just getting their grubby mitts on it. Yeah. And uh, they used a little wipey before. We, well, we would have a I, little... I was, I was scrupulous about washing my hands prior to... Uh, oh, I'm it, sure. I, I'm sure. I don't think everybody else was. <laughs> gross. So gross. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, This is from Alex in Calgary, Canada. Hi, guys. I work at a liquor store in Canada and have all sorts of interesting conversations with customers. The other day, while a young guy was waiting for his friend to return with his ID, we got chatting. I asked if uh, after university he wanted to stay in town or move elsewhere. He said he wanted to move to Dubai. Mm. which rah rah i'm all for exploring the world and seeing new places so i asked what drew him there he said they have religion over everything it's much more cohesive and there are too many atheists in canada nowadays Ooh. should i have said oh i'm actually an atheist or did i do the right thing in just saying interesting your buddy is coming back with his id I don't hide my atheism, but I'm not sure work is the right place to inject uh, to inject it into the conversation, even if it comes up. Uh, at the same time, there are plenty of Christians, Muslims, Sikhs, and other- otherwise who are very clear about their religiosity, mm-hmm. sometimes with clothing that makes it obvious. Yeah, uh, that's a dumb boy. That's crazy that someone would go go to Dubai for the religiosity, especially since <laughs> Dubai itself is meant to be sort of a haven from that. Like the rest of the country, yeah, uh, you know, of the United Arab Emirates uh, is pretty darn religious. But Dubai is supposed to be one of those places where it's like, we suspend all of that. Uh, you can you can get booze here, blah, blah, blah. Sure, yeah. No, but I mean, or at least that was my it's understanding. still in charge. Guess who's in yeah. charge, right? Like, oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that that's that's bizarre. But as far as like the question of like how how to answer, especially in that in that context, yeah, I guess it's a little tricky. Yeah, but yeah, I, it, it feels like the kind of moment where you just want to drop it, right? Like, oh, yeah, well, what you don't. I mean, the truth is, if you're not up for a very rousing and very annoying conversation. <laughs> Right. You did the right thing. Right, right, right. You absolutely, like, literally changing the subject is the best thing you can do. (laughs) Right. If, on the other hand, you're up for being berated by someone who's obviously too stupid to know any better, uh, if you want to see what they have to say, if you're curious, I would suggest that the correct answer would be, oh, good, yeah, because I'm atheist and it's so much better without you guys. (laughs) Right, but in the position of like working in a store, right? You can't, yeah, you can't say that. You can't do that. And also, like the moment that you even just like brought it up, even like, oh well, I'm atheist, and but that's interesting, right? Like the moment you do that, if this person wants to like get into it, you can't. 
right yeah like you're you're just in a position where it's like it, it it's it's just a lousy time and moment to like get into anything like that so i yeah i think you probably uh handled it correctly yeah yeah uh, it's unfortunate the, the one, you want to be able to get into it but like it's not the context for it it's just not the place i'll tell you what you don't do what that that guy you definitely don't try to talk them out of it <laughs> right you let them yeah. go but off you go it's better for canada right and it's better for canada and it's by it's the sound pro- of things it's probably better for that person uh <laughs> they may have some interesting lessons ahead of them but <laughs> yeah one less crazy in alberta hey that's a win awesome yeah you, yeah what you what you probably should have done is encouraged them to take all their friends <laughs> Oh, man, you should probably get as many people as you can on board with this plan. (laughs) It sounds brilliant. Sounds like exactly what you need. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, oh, you know what we didn't do? What's that, Dan? We didn't do our audio. How weird. It's like we don't know how to do our own show. Let's play some audio and then we'll get to our patrons. Okay, we'll do we'll do the audio now. Uh, it, this is Jason Rapert. Now you may remember uh, Rapert as being a former state legislator who was uh, who, who who was famous. I think it's Arkansas hmm. that he was that he was a state legislator in, and he was the guy that was like so proud of getting the uh, the Ten Commandments out on the lawn the lawn and everything. Sure. Uh, he. He is speaking at some event. I don't even know what the event is. But he is going to prove, you know, there's there's nothing more enticing to these uh to these Christian nationalists than the idea that our our country, the United States of America, the non-democratic republic of the United States of America was founded on Christian principles. <laughs> <laughs> and any any quote that they can find uh from a from a quote unquote founding father mm. uh that that might support that is is used as a as an absolute proof text. Mm. So uh this is Jason Rapert uh quoting Patrick Henry. Oh good. Patrick Henry, uh one of the one of the founding fathers. Uh let's see. If you uh, if you can spot a problem with this, okay, I could go on and on and on. I got just enough time to tell you what Patrick Henry said. It cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religious religionists but by Christians, not on religion but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death. He says we were founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you think Patrick Henry is some dangerous Christian nationalist, which is a false term, which is idiocy, you just keep trying to spin it because it's not going to stick. All right. There it was. Mm. Uh, Good old uh, brother Rapert. Mm. The the only problem that I can see with it, like it's a pretty strong quote mm. on their side. Sure. 
And frankly, the only problem with it is that obviously Patrick Henry never said that. <laughs> Dan, come on. Uh, Patrick Henry absolutely did not say that. That comes from a book that quotes Patrick Henry, but that's not one of the quotes from Patrick Henry oh. in that book. That is just from the author of the book. Oh, Jesus Christ. And apparently he got that from, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, the, another ding dong Republican. Josh Hawley. Oh, you know, Josh course, Hawley. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. He, he was the one that apparently tweeted that, that quote out great and uh and now it's being disseminated and then when it, when he was called to account and said you know told no that's not a patrick henry quote uh he he of course didn't retract it and say my bad obviously that's not true i will take down the post <laughs> he just he just was like rum, 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 right rum. right right well it just also goes to sort of my reaction to like quotes from you know the founders uh yeah. about almost anything is just <laughs> i don't care so like what they're, they're dead we have to live in this country right yeah so why don't we make rules for ourselves which by yeah. the way is what they did and so um yeah. like and what they intended for us to do yeah because they yeah like, they set it up so that the the, the union could evolve that the nation yeah. the republic could could adapt to the times Right. And uh, and so, quite frankly, like who the even if Patrick Henry had said it, who cares? Who, cares? who the fuck cares? It was a different time with different people. Mm. Who the fuck cares? That's my reaction. I know, like, of course, there have to be things that we do care about. And it is nice when you do get a really good like, I don't know, Thomas Jefferson quote about something. But like, it's still just like, who cares? At the end of the day, yeah, it, it, they, it, they're not in charge anymore. They're not in charge anymore. They're not here. But, but the hero worship, yeah, that that the right does of these people, which is so funny because, yeah, it their big problem is these guys do not like the founding fathers of this country do not agree with their position. Right, like, there is no point. Every time you see a an actual quote from the founding fathers there's not a single one of them that says this this country is founded only on christian principles and only christian shit. like right no yeah of it's course just not. not there right because i mean that was that so, it wasn't the intent and yeah. uh anyway but anyway all right well uh we have some folks to thank do we not we do indeed dan um we have a new patron on patreon um, by the name, uh, a new teacher, in fact, by the name of Gagia or Gagia. I'm not sure entirely. Or Chichichia. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much, Gigia. Maybe. Um, uh, we're so thankful for uh, your support of the show. Appreciate it dearly. Yes. And uh, if you uh, would like to join Gagia in supporting the show. Uh, we welcome the support. You can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. You'll get, you'll get the Frank and Dan diary. Oh, there's, yeah. there's like, there's all this other extra bonus stuff oh, there great. for you. And you get, you get the magic powers from us <laughs> bestowed upon you. And that warm, uh, 
feeling of knowing that you yeah. are helping the world become a better place by giving us your money. Yeah. That's that that's priceless right there. <laughs> so dive in on that. Yeah. Uh we we really appreciate all of our patrons so much. Absolutely. And, uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Well, Frank, Damn. Uh, yes. last week we talked about our terrifying new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Oh, yeah. He's, and, he's... And, the fact, and, and, I, and the fact that you can't exaggerate enough how bad he is right. because he's a literal Nazi. Yeah. Just, just a different brand of Nazism, but, but Nazism nonetheless. He, <laughs> we learned this week... He he's a good Christian man. So good, uh, Dan. And, I mean, really, like <laughs> you you say he's a Nazi. It, he, it's a kinder, gentler Nazism, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, what I what I am going to comment on is the fact that he and his son, we have found out, have a uh. A, a, a compact they have an agreement oh this is brutal they spy on each other's porn use <laughs> uh which i think is you know there's no better way for a father and son to bond oh it's they both they subscribe to a, a service called covenant eyes oh it's so gross where like I'm, you, I'm fighting uh, back the vomit right now dan <laughs> where literally it this is meant to keep you from temptation oh yeah for, from from doing the awful thing of looking at pornography on the interwebs. It, and it, it's on all of your devices, right? Like it's on your phone, it's on your computer, it's on your iPad, it's on, right. like, it's everywhere. You cannot es- escape the... Uh, and if you do look at a racy picture, mm. the other person, the person that you sort of dub to be your accountability partner... <laughs> I think that's uh, the actual term. Uh, then gets notified. Oh, God. So, okay. First, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll throw out my first concern and then we'll just move on from that, which okay. is love hearing that the speaker of the fucking house has installed software on all of his devices from a third party tracking his, like, everything that he's doing. That feels totally secure and safe. I'm. Yeah, I probably, feel gr- yeah. great about that. It's probably not Covenant Eyes. It's probably Russian Eyes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We call it Covenant Eyes. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> da. It's safe. Don't worry. Uh, uh, yeah. The other. The uh, so fu- fucking ignoring all of that shit. Right. Um, how gross. It's. It, I yeah I yeah I I was really kind of just speechless <laughs> when I when I heard the whole thing because it's like do you wait, know how his, many his it, uh, seven, uh, uh, has you a, just did a, a few yeah uh, his seventeen year old son right yeah this is not a thirty seven year old son this right. is a kid and he's so he's watching him and well like the you know. 
Mike Johnson's watching his watching over his son's porn habit and, and, I get, and vice like, versa and everything. But like there, there's also a little bit more tracking than just porn. It's not just about porn. Like the, right. the article uh, goes into all of the other things that it might alert your uh, your partner about um, such as uh, there was a, a woman or a young woman who was uh, caught searching for atheist stuff yeah um and ha- and then was berated by her parents and preacher and and whatnot um and so it's it's just a like it's it's trying to keep you into this this small little space that is approved by christians um and and also the, 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 where you're not sort of wandering too far from the safe space of your little corner of the internet right and it's also, like can i just say it's gross parents uh don't even if you are worried about porn which don't be that worried about porn porn you know kids are gonna see it it's gonna be okay yeah but if you're worried about it don't use this kind of a thing because let me tell you something your kids are smarter than you yeah they will get around it yeah and we learned about getting around it when the josh duggar thing came came out yeah because he had covenant eyes on all of his stuff and he set up a big, you know, some sort of partition. Yeah. So that the, the program didn't know what he was doing. Right. And he was sharing like pictures of children. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was being extra gross, but you know, yeah, just, the, the point, the point is it's totally doable. Right. Just because you are older and confused by your technology. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean that they are. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Here's the thing. The thing that drives me crazy about this is that, you know, there are problems with porn. Porn can be, uh, it can be problematic Mm -hmm. for individuals. Yeah. It's a problematic industry that needs to be regulated. Sure. But because it's so hush hush and so dirty, dirty, and we don't look at that and blah, blah, blah. Nobody's actually looking into how to regulate it well so that it's, you know, so that it's not all consenting adults doing you know who are non-trafficked people participating right which plenty of them do plenty of porn is perfectly fine and you know there are happy people participating getting paid to do work that they enjoy Mm -hmm. and it's completely non-problematic and if we were just careful and not like if we weren't so terrified of the subject of pornography we could regulate it so that that's all you'd get is is good consensual uh porn and the the other thing about it is that because it's so awful and dead, you know terrible to these people to these christians and you know religious people that's who has a problem with it mm. like i'm not saying that's that's who is against it i'm saying when you look at porn addiction as a concept, which a lot of people don't think is actually real, uh, it's the religious people who have compulsive issues mm. with porn use because the shame is the problem. Right. The porn, the, the looking at porn is not the problematic part of it. It is the shame that is the problematic part of it. So, you know, entering into a covenant eyes agreement with your teenager. Yeah. 
only reinforces the very thing that makes it bad, mm-hmm. which is the shame. Right. And that's there's good science on that. I, I, I don't claim to be uh, fully well-versed in it, but I have read up on some of the science, and that's clear. It, like, people who don't have religious shame surrounding sex don't have porn problems in general. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's gross. Uh, our, our speaker is doing weird things with his son. That is a weird thing. We shouldn't feel good about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so just like deeply disturbed by the whole thing. Like I, I, I feel like I have a really strong ability to like, empathize and put myself in other people's shoes and whatnot. Right. Like I, I feel like I can, I can, I can do that. Right. Mm. I, and in, in, in a way of like, well, how do they see the world? Right. Sure. I cannot wrap my head around this one. Like I, I, I just, I can't be like, yeah, okay. Like in their position, that would make sense. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing about this. It is, it is just so, it feels so fundamentally wrong to me. But explain to me what your what feels so wrong to you. I I mean, like I I, we've talked about some of the issues. Well, I think that um, a parent who probably doesn't talk openly about sex and sexuality and whatnot to their child, yeah, except to decry it, except yeah, exactly. Um, But then is like, oh yeah, but you can like here's this thing because like. I don't want to be looking at porn. Mm. It, it, it suggests it, what it suggests to the kid is that, that well, dad clearly has some sort of porn problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it just, it opens up this, like this, this perception about the parent by the child mm. that just seems so weird. Right. It's just, well, it's just, and it seems like, it's like, like you want your, so in one way he's like, Hey, like I'm a person too. And I, I can, you know, from their perspective have problems, right. That mm. I'm dealing with. And so he probably like maybe sees that as like a positive, but considering the culture and the, the, the weirdness about sex that exists around this child, yeah. it's like, I'm I, I cannot figure out what his perspective could possibly be like after well, your parent I, is like, here, check up on my porn problem, quote problem, right? I think it's probably the opposite. I think it was probably approached as, son, I don't want you to be looking at porn, uh, but let's make, so I'm, I want to check up on you, but let's make it fair and you can check up on me too. And we'll, we'll be buddies in this fight together sort of thing. Yeah. Still gross. Right. It's still super gross. Like, no, I mean, there's, there's no reason why it would ever be okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm guessing that that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I can guess I can see that, but like it, I think from the kid's I, I don't know, like a team. Well, yeah, if I mean, my dad had come else, to me and been like, <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to see, 
You know, if I ever look at porn, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Very no thanks. Yeah. Very much not uh, <laughs> at all. So, well, I'm leaving the family now because, uh, and I think I'm moving to a different country. And yeah. now I know that now you've put the image in my mind of you looking at porn yeah. and I don't think I'll be okay yeah. Yeah. ever. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's where my head is. Like, I'm just yeah. like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got Frank doing cartoon noises now. So I think, <laughs> I think we should probably call it. Oh Lord. If you would like to, uh, if you would like to, let us know your feelings on this topic. Uh, please write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to hear from you. Or, yeah, make your own cartoon noises. <laughs> uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges you can do so by going to our website thinkgodimatheist.com slash members only yeah thanks so much to the red rock hot club for the use of their music and thanks to gordon johnston for the use of his music and thanks to all y'all for tuning in we sure do appreciate you thanks so much bye bye